0: Welcome to Ask a Leader. My guest in this segment is Christina Dillard, Irvine City Council candidate and full-time student working toward her paralegal degree. Born in Detroit, she's essentially a product of an upbringing in Orange County. She graduated from Miramar College with a political science degree and then has remained in Orange County for the most part. If women aiming for higher elected or appointed positions are breaking the glass ceiling, Christina Dillard's history making aspirations in Irvine might be considered knocking down the beige wall. Christina comes to us today from her home in Irvine. Welcome to Ask a Leaner, Christina Dillard. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I'm glad to have you. You'll be our last city council candidate to be interviewed on the Ask a Leader platform. Well, I've I've, usually I focus on policy. But for listeners to uh, get a little more about you than I was able to provide in your introduction, that um, I want to know a little bit more about your background. And I don't see you on Voter's Edge. That's where one way we can find out more about campaigns and candidates. Or I haven't seen you on Ballotpedia, so tell us a little bit about what it is you you want to do. Why you are a candidate for Irvine City Council?
1: Um, well, I'm before I'm a candidate, and before I, I become even a council member, before all that, I am a resident here in Irvine. I don't consider myself above anybody else nor below. I consider myself, you know, just a person that wants to see legitimate change in her environment. Because I believe we are all a product of our environment. And I believe that as Irvine, we strive to be one of the best environments to produce the best products. I believe that we need to water and grow those trees that we want to see grow. I believe that um, that first step, taking that first step really is what we need to see from every demographic that feels like they're underrepresented. So I wanted to be that first step.
0: Well, thank you. Well, now to policy. Irvine has some economic recovery challenges as COVID-19 pandemic drains resources. Uh, what are your priorities, Christina Dillard, with rescuing which sectors in the city of Irvine? Um, I honestly believe that
1: we need to look at um, the budget in all aspects of Irvine and see where we can make real serious budget cuts because now is a time where we have to, you know, do everything we can for the greater good of our community. And I believe that one of my bigger focuses is on the smaller businesses. I believe that those are going to be really hit the hardest, but those are the ones that are going to give our community also the most back because we, I have seen far in view that these um, these larger corporations and companies, it's, a, it's like pulling teeth to get them to help the community. But I know these small business owners will do the, what they can do for the community in a heartbeat. And I believe that that's where our focus needs to be. And I also believe it's not about going back to like normal and back to what It used to be, it's about finding a new normal. And I think that, you know, we need to take the silver lining and all this and say, hey, maybe this is a chance to give us that new start to push towards our smaller businesses and help our smaller businesses versus these corporations because we can obviously see that they don't all have our backs.
0: So, um, and are there any other sectors that you're also having your eye on for how to get through the pandemic in our city? Um, I definitely believe in
1: um, providing better um ppe across and better communication um i think that we need to do better with our within our cities for tracking and getting um with the cdc and not just relying strictly on state policies and everything and like i think everyone kind of has to take it into their own hands as we can see that a lot of people are upset about some of the um current um policies in place. But like I say, I'm a firm believer in wearing your mask. And I think that there need to be stricter penalties for not wearing your mask in public. Because as we can see that the pandemic is not going away anytime soon. And it's only becoming a problem that'll be out of hand. And I think that it's time to really nip it in the butt, at least citywide.
0: Okay, well, thank you. Well, it's taken Irvine a while to get back on track with groundbreaking urban environmental policy. And when Mario Molina passed away a couple of weeks ago and he was a part of the whole CFC ordinance that that was adopted decades ago. And so Irvine was like the gold standard in adopting progressive ordinances in the environment and human rights. So Irvine's had a chance to show leadership in implementing a climate action plan and advancing the process of a community choice energy project what would be your role in creating and implementing the climate action plan and returning on track the community choice energy project
1: so i'm all about like clean energy and a lot of um i feel like the problem right now is the the, commun- the council is too split. It's, you know, people want to do this and these people don't want to do this. And so it kind of stalls and goes nowhere. So being that push, it's kind of like, you got to push to get these things done. It's not a like a, hey, oh, well, I'm just going to stand out only by and let you say no. It's a, well, why are you really saying no? And like bringing, and it's like, this is where I feel like when when politics become too hush hush and not a bigger community issue within our council walls that then they don't have the support of the community behind them to really give them that edge over their opposing parties. I feel like that's why the, you know, the flipping or the unification of our city council or even enlarging our city council will be great because then you could really push to get those more progressive clean clean energy uh, ideas ideas out there. And so I believe um, a lot of them say, well, CCE, for example, how Irvine just passed the the CCE and wanting to join on CCC, but now the issue is, what? Ooh, excuse me. What if neighboring cities don't want to do this? Then what? Why should we as Irvine? Because that's what it takes. It takes a leader. It takes somebody to not just say, "Well, we should all do this," and then make not not do this when the time really comes to push and do this because your friends have backed out. No, that's when you push the hardest and say no this has to be done because we are that first step. We have always been that first step. And so let's continue that progressive ideology that we have always held. And let's really, um, I believe we need to even enforce more um, recycling. It's like, I don't understand why we don't offer better recycling and eat recycling options and I know I have a bunch of there on my uh, e- old e-waste around my house that I could go recycle, like old phones and things like this that I need to go recycle. But I know I don't want to throw them away because that's just bad for the environment. We all need to take that step and that initiative and being um, stepping out of our comfort zone and actually talking about these things and be like, no, it's a problem that we ourselves need to fix. And being a person, like you don't lead by monkey, I tell you, you go do.
0: No, I show you, we do. So, Christina Dillard, you bring up an interesting sort of a, an ongoing kind of a dynamic on the Irvine City Council. There is a sort of a, a cleavage, and it's not necessarily partisan, but it, it gets actually pretty personal. How, right. let's just say using the current incumbents of the City Council, what, well, how, What's in your tool test to engage, persuade, uh, make more transparent? What, what, what do you have that's unique that might break through that dance that we see so publicly and so we'll never see that's going on privately? What would you do? Oh, I love, I love that question. Oh, okay, so here's what I bring to the table, essentially, in that aspect.
1: I'm a clean slate. I have no big business friends. I barely have friends at all in real life. There's no, there's no favorability. It's all logical. The people I listen to would be my family. The people I listen to would be my community members. It wouldn't be like, Oh, I was a born bred prodded politician. And so I was groomed for this. And I know like, no, 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 I'm not groomed for this, but that's what makes me stand out from the rest of you and why I have a better sway, why I have a better, hey, well, I'm willing to listen to either side of the fence, but I'm not going to forsake my community for the sake of a, um, for some business deal to line my pockets. No, I'm okay. I grew up in middle class. I could stay in middle class for all I care um and that's like lower middle class at that so it's like I could care less about the money and that aspect of no 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 what are you doing for my community what are you doing to make the place where my child grows up better what are you doing to help the homeless population the people who are really down and out what are you doing to help solve the pandemic problem what are you doing for these small businesses it's not what you can do for me it's what you can do for we as a community and that's where I feel like it's gone like real sideways at. And then like our, our council, some see what you can do for me and some see what you can do for me. And some are the, I'm going to say we're for we, but then in behind closed doors in the room where it happens, it's a, what you can do for me. And we really don't know. And I bring transparency. It's a, I'm going to be honest. I don't think that's right. No, like I'm real honest about it. I speak truth. I speak my mind. I don't, you know, you could say I'm unfiltered, whatever you want to say in that aspect. But no, it's just that I don't believe that those things really need to be hidden. I believe that there's a created stigma and that politics are something you shouldn't talk about when no, politics is something we should all talk about.
0: If you just joined us, my guest is Christina Dillard, Irvine City Council candidate, and she's a full-time student working toward her paralegal degree. I'm going to timestamp the interview. It's October 20th, and we are podcasting this interview. It did not get to broadcast. So what is the appropriate type of funding, Christina Dillard, for public Security on the municipal level. Talk about your priorities in the Irvine public safety budget.
1: Okay, so I believe in reallocations of budgeting period. Um, I'm not saying we need to defund our police and like abolish the police. I don't because at three o'clock in the morning, if somebody breaks into my home, I will be quick to 911. Hello, please come help me like. I am one of, yes, I, I was also fortunate enough to be raised where I did not fear the police. And so, obviously, I fear everybody, okay? Everybody has, you know, secret intentions and all this and that and the other. But I was, my parents never raised me to fear the police. And they always say, hey, if you're in trouble, you can call 911. And so, I don't I believe 911 plays a very vital role in our community, I believe that we have overburdened them with minuscule tasks that that they don't need and therefore they're overworked and it looks like they're the bad guy when I don't believe that they are. I believe that we need to definitely give them the better resources that they need to be a better police department. And I do have an open line of communication with the police department, I've had an interview with Patrick Hurtado before and I have mm-hmm. sat down with, um, I think it's like Lieutenant Kyle Turner, but I've sat down with them and I've talked to them. And so it's not that, there's not that open line of communication and not that they're not trying to have that open line of communication. I just think that our council members need to do a better job at looking at the bigger picture and all aspects of who, what is our community needs? And what is really, what are we doing to really help the blue back our community, you know? And like, hey, we, and they even said that they support reallocation of budget. There's always room to move money around. So it's not, it's more like, okay, Lynn, let's get it done. And that's, you know, on city council and the city manager's position.
0: Okay, thank you. So Christina Dillard, in previous election cycles, The transportation figured as a pretty, uh, an important and impactful kind of arena of city life. And I think with the pandemic there is, and the the economy, there's sort of an opening gap of affordable housing stock available in the city of Irvine. What is your approach to meeting the needs of all income levels from emergency housing to the essential workers uh, to public servants that work in Irvine. How are you proposing that range of housing stock be made available?
1: So I am one that believes that Irvine definitely doesn't do enough for the um, homeless community, the disabled community, and like our veterans and like I believe that we definitely need to um, and it's really hard to live in Irvine because I'm a single mom as well and so I don't have that support from another partner or like a whole family unit. I have support from my mom and dad and I'm so ever thankful and so it's like Irvine is not somewhere I could live being a single mom barely being like still in school trying to work like Irvine looks to like more of that oh upper income and that's That's a stigma that a lot of people know of Irvine. And so I believe in changing that stigma into being more, hey, no, Irvine is for everyone. Irvine is diverse. Irvine makes it work for everyone and gives them the resources that they need to get to that higher level of life. You know what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm trying to convey here with that aspect? Um, That I believe we need resources for our homeless community I don't think we should pick them up and drop them off somewhere else I think that we should have emergency housing and I'm not I do believe that we should have housing for our first responders because why not they're doing so much for us this pandemic is really scary and I had um, I had got a sinus infection and had to be tested for COVID-19. And I live with um, people who are immune compromised. My father has rheumatoid arthritis, and it would be detrimental if he had caught COVID-19. And my first thought is like, oh, what do I do? Where do I go? Like I cried. I was so scared. And luckily it was negative it was okay just
0: wanted to check on that yeah it was
1: negative it was and i was just so but like that sudden fear of like what am i going to do and what i'm going to do for my family who do i call how do i how do i quarantine myself properly from my family and it's like i feel like irvine as a city we can make those steps to make that process maybe just a little bit easier especially for our first responders and i'm not a first responder Thank and you. so it's like, why can't we?
0: So with all the, I mean, the, the drama is unceasing in mm. the national level body politic. It's And we have a lot on our ballot. We have so many propositions that I've, I personally have spent considerable amount of time, both on radio and personally preparing my own ballot and engaging people who ask me for comments on, different parts of their ballots, there's a lot going on. How are you going to, how have you been getting the eyeballs steered toward the municipal elections? How are you getting promoting down ticket ballot participation, Christina Dillard? So
1: I definitely um, support, I just recently filled out my ballot and turned it in the ballot box. And I got my little text that said, hey, we got your ballot, I was so happy. And um, I want everybody to feel that. I want everybody to know that every vote, every every little vote counts, man. Every, your word, that's your voice right there. That's the biggest power you have. You don't like something, use that piece of paper. In this aspect, your pen is mightier than your sword. And I definitely am a firm believer of um, not just saying, hey, vote down ballot, vote down ballot, but no, hey, so this is on your ballot. This prop is on your ballot. Look for this prop. I personally am supportive of this prop or against this prop. But hey, this is why, and this is an issue, and this is why this is an issue. And when you peak that level, like, hey, oh, that is an issue. They're going to go
0: look for that on their ballot. And that I'll leads them it to, to go a, down. And are you, are you engaging people with... Recon- uh, just, are you promoting? Uh, I mean, you are on the down ticket there. So uh, is there any particular effort you're making to make sure people are participating that way?
1: Oh yeah, Why they go out there and vote. Um, I don't like to be like, I don't like to just swing it in my favor, vote because I'm down ballot. No, 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 no. I don't swing it like that. I don't like that. I'm more like, you gotta vote because your vote matters regardless if I'm on the ballot or not, because am I gonna be still persuading you to vote down ballot if I'm not on the ballot? Of course, I'm gonna be like, hey, these are important, like the community board, like I stress to my family, I'm like, guys, hey, this is important. I am a community college student and this may not affect you directly, but it affects you indirectly because it affects me directly. And you guys love me and please (laughs) listen. And so I do go out and I'm like, hey, uh, if I don't know something, I'll go in my community and ask people, hey, how do we feel about these ballots? And how do I feel about this prop? Especially if, you know, I hear in, in undecided, Like I, I like to, this, this, I don't make a special effort because I'm down ballot or anything. I make the same effort that I would any other time. I would, you know, that's the consistency I bring to that table. And so it's like, I, I, increase down ballot i um what is the word i'm looking for i will uh, promote down ballot by engaging in conversation by spreading knowledge and gaining knowledge
0: okay thank you so i've been checking in with candidates uh, giving voters a listeners a chance to compare candidates about their knowledge or their positions on the other parts of the ballot what Christina Dillard, is your position on prop fifteen, the split roll proposition?
1: The split roll proposition?
0: Can you can you that's the that's the the separate assessment of the of of commercial properties.
1: Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Okay. I'm gonna tell you right now. So for prop 15, I definitely, ooh. I want to say, I, you, can you tell me what a yes was on that one? The was it yes the increase, the, was,
0: would be to split commercial properties from all properties to tighten most of the loopholes that allowed commercial properties to maintain very low assessment. So the assessments okay, yes. would be increasing as ownership changed, as uh, it's not just from the original sale years ago. Yes.
1: yes, no, I support 15. Yeah, no tax, that changes, no, Mm-mm. Why, and that goes back into like realizing, well, why are these big corporations so against that? Why are you so against giving back to the community of being taxed and letting this money go towards these schools and building up the community in which your businesses stay in? Like, I don't understand what the big issue with that is. And that just goes to show certain, you know, character and where the best, their interest lies.
0: And then I've been asking candidates about Proposition 19 that would allow 55-year-olds and older an opportunity to get their tax, property tax increase exemption, not just a one-time basis, but up to three different times they could move that exemption around the state. And you said, which proposition was that? That's 19. Okay. So 19, I support Prop 19. Yeah, I
1: do. Okay. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. And this is not on the, the ballot. That's, the, that's also yes. with
1: the wildfires, right? Yes, that's mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So this is not a measure on the ballot, but it's. I think we're poised for consideration citywide at Irvine City Council member representing special districts instead of the at-large city council races that we have now. There are other cities: Anaheim and. Costa Mesa and others have special districts. What is your position on creating those districts instead of at-large city council candidacies? I
1: 100% agree with at-district running.
0: Okay, thank you. So I want to know- No, no about- not
1: at-large, right? You're like with special district. I mean, not at-large, not at-large, no, special district. We need special district. You can't, It's it's just- how can you expect it when you see other cities, large cities that aren't even quite as large as us doing these things and seeing that it's working well for them, why should we not follow suit and continue and at large basis when we see that there's so much conflict already amongst our
0: council? Okay, well, tell us about your endorsements. Who's endorsing your campaign? Christina, Christina
1: Dillard. Endorse me. <laughs> Uh, I don't okay so endorsements are something I don't really care for I've not really I've got tried I've, had, I've interviewed for a couple and I just think they're all cool people to talk to I don't even look at it as, as like hey endorsement or non-endorsement I just want them to vote for who they feel can get the most done for them and best job done for them and so I I agree with every you know their endorsements thus far I don't know about every endorsement so I, I don't I'm not a big endorsement chaser at all I'm more like hey the people are gonna vote how the people are gonna vote and I'm more about what the people say, and I'm definitely, you know, I like seeing that our firefighters associations and our nurse associations, and, like, I love seeing who they support and who they back, and, like, trust me, I support, I, I support their choices, and I definitely think that, um, but that's not a big deal to me, you know, the endorsements aren't, that's, that's fine and dandy, the endorsements are okay, but that just, to me, it's like, okay, well, now I feel like you like I owe you because now you've endorsed me and it's like nah I'm okay clean money I don't really take big money I don't take big money at all I don't take big supporters I don't take all that fancy nope mm -mm. we're gonna get things done from the people's perspective
0: well I just want to make a distinction my question is about endorsements as opposed to campaign finance type questions I have not asked about that, I have in other elections asked candidates point blank, what uh, who is financing their campaign, but endorsements so that we have a little context about due diligence with drumming up some individuals that can sort of give context about your what your campaign's about. So it's, it's not about the finance, but just
1: oh, well, people no, who know really, you. Um, I haven't really saw any like professional or um, endorsements like that. So, I mean, I guess you would just have to ask people what they thought.
0: Okay. Well, uh, as you've campaigned, what have constituents told you is important? And what have you learned from constituents?
1: Huh, that politics is real ugly. <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean, I have not received much negative energy. I mean, there's some negative energy I've received, obviously, but that's expected but not much. And the support was, has been very overwhelming. It's been amazing. I've been in love with it. It's been great. The people really like my community, especially has just been really awesome and supportive. Even if they're just like, Hey, even if they're, some of them say, Hey, look, Real talk. You might not win this election. That's cool. I'm like, that's not even what this is about at that point. You know, it's like, hey, I love your support that you even think that, you know, I'm doing a great job. A lot of people have pushed me forward and said, do this and keep going. And so, you know, it's that support that keeps me going. That's, that's the support. Those are the endorsements I like. Those are the, hey, you're doing great. I love this. I agree. Keep going. That's what means everything to me.
0: Well, As we draw down in our time together, my last question to you, Christina Dillard, is how can people follow you? And as I mentioned earlier, this is October 20th when we're doing this interview. That means there are two weeks today from Mm -hmm. when the last ballot opportunities can be cast. So how can people follow you? And are there going to be any other events in these next two weeks?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know about big time events. I've recently been dealing with just overwhelming sickness in my household. My son had just recovered from strep throat a few days ago. So he's finally kind of bouncing back to normal. And that was scary for me. Who that was his first time being real sick. And I was like, oh my gosh. Mm. And I don't know. I'm battling back from the sinus infection. So I really think, you know, it's that time for me to not be around public at all but I'll definitely I'm I'm very active on Facebook and I'm you can reach out on my Christina Diller you can reach out to my my um my website dillardfordiversity.com and I hey reach out I'm very accessible I will respond to you almost personally every time and so I definitely don't believe in um dodging people or even like people have asked me hardcore stuff or have said some like rather unnice things and I don't like to avoid them because they're accessing their first right to their first amendment right to speak what they need to speak and I feel like the first step in amending those bridges is to listen to get let them get that off their chest because that's ultimately what they need to do and that's how you move forward and that's how you move forward in every
0: aspect of your life well thank you so much for your time I thank you for the public service, Christina Dillard, of your running for elected office. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, I really appreciate you having me and taking the time to meet with me and ask me questions. It was really nice, thank you. My guest
0: was Christina Dillard, Irvine City Council candidate and a full-time student working toward her paralegal degree. Irvine City Council races are all nonpartisan, This year we have the opportunity to vote for three.